0: Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Saroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for listening to the Once Upon a Podcast Network. We have nearly 10 shows now. I really hope you've been enjoying the new show, Audio Drama Sunday Theater. And there are so many great things that this network has to offer over the next few months. I'm really excited to see how everything, how everything plays out. I'm really excited for you to hear what this network has in store for you. As for Excelsior Journeys, we're now seven seasons in for this show. It's been over 200 episodes and I am so, so grateful that all of you have been taking the time to come in, listen, enjoy some episodes, share your thoughts. The comments have been incredibly, incredibly valuable on Apple podcasts. And I am just, I'm, I'm just over the moon with how well this show has really exceeded expectations. And especially now that we are in the month celebrating podcasting, we're in international podcasting month, September, 2023. I had no idea this existed until recently. And it just so happened that this was a perfect time for me to have on fellow podcasters. And I am so thrilled to have my guest this week here with me, because if you were, if you are a frequent viewer of the St. Louis writers guild page on Facebook, you will see LaShonda Hoffman there quite a bit. And she is always there to welcome the new, the new people that have signed up to either be writers guild members or just to sign on to the, to the, into the page in general and is always, making sure that you are keeping in mind that it's one thing to write these books, but then it's another thing to get them out there into the world. And she has spent quite some time as a marketing guru, someone who is very much of the mindset of, yes, it's great that you have a book, but now let's get it out there so the whole world can see it. And that is someone you definitely want on your side. And I am so thrilled that that LaShonda is here with us this week because not only is she a consistent force in the St. Louis Writers Guild in general and also on the Facebook page, but she is also very much a force of nature in the podcasting world with the, the Sore Mag Writers Cafe and also with with her other shows that we'll be talking about as well as a constant presence on Clubhouse and a constant resource for a lot of people to bring up and and share share her thoughts for all about marketing and so she is definitely someone that you want to listen to. She knows what she's talking about, and she has seen success in herself. She's seen success in the people that she's worked with, and here she is to share her thoughts on marketing and podcasting in general, and it is my pleasure to introduce my friend, LaShonda Hoffman. LaShonda, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, to hear somebody else say stuff about you, like, "Wow, is that Lashonda really?" (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always it's always been like a pet peeve of mine to have to have people to to be on someone's show, and the first thing they say is, "Well, tell us about yourself." It's like (laughs) you invited me on, so you kind of already know who I am. So you know, like, "Let the people know who I am."
1: (laughs) I know that's one of your pet peeves, but that's how I start my podcast. Well, that's all right. You know, well. like, you I like them to, I'm the opposite for what you're saying. I know yeah. you, but I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself versus just the regular bio. I can read your bio, but it's kind of cool when you can say a little bit more about who you are. So we, yeah. we, on both, we, we, we got a little conflict on that one, but that's okay. Cause everybody's podcast, you do it the way you want to do it. That's what exactly, like about it.
0: exactly. <laughs> and, the, and the, and you have, you have your reasoning behind that. So Ooh. I'm all for that. So if you can back, back that up. That's great. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've just, I've experienced other things where I've had people like fill out questionnaires long. I've, I've had to like fill out long questionnaires about who I am yeah. about what I offer and everything. And, and then after all that, then they say, well, tell us about yourself. So it's like, <laughs> I just did all this work. So what did I do all this
1: work for? <laughs> yeah I, I understand that one that would kind of tee be off too so yeah I, yeah I get I get what you're saying but well I'm glad you let me you introduce me because I found I that I was superior.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, that's something that I—that's something that I make a point to do. That's something I love to do because, and and oh, you're right like, at it. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's it's fun. It's 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 fun to do and everything. And that's also something with, that I've always believed is a real wonderful factor when it comes to podcasting is bringing that personal element to it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm I know you can back me up too. on that. You yes, know, what, I love that part too.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you can say. So I mean, yeah, like. Uh, you're in my life for a reason. We are fr- like mm-hmm. we are friends, not just because we're in this community, but mm-hmm. also it's just like ooh, that's a good person. I, mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna reach out to that to that person because not only are you doing your part as an author, but you're also reaching out to other authors. You're in an immediate source of comfort for a lot for a lot of people. Because oh, I
1: appreciate that. I appreciate that. I this this is my anniversary month for when I started my magazine, Shades of Romance. No I kidding. No I stopped it. I ceased publication in twenty twenty. Right when we went into COVID, I didn't I didn't know we were going into COVID when I stopped. But I decided that I wanted to focus on my writing, mm-hmm. and it was time to let, let the magazine go because it was uh, kind of holding me back on doing other things that I needed to do. Mm. And I said, well, I had to decide what I was going to take off my plate. And that was one of the things I took off. And I was like, well, I'm going to give up my authors if like do that. And so that's how I stayed with the podcast. But the podcast has kind of been kind of uh, on a hiatus, too, because I've been doing the writing. And hopefully this September I'll bring since this is I love that you said this is international podcasting month. So I got I had already planned to bring the the Mac my ninth season back for this for this year. And so September will be it. So I'm good to know. Fabulous.
0: Fabulous. Yeah. And so it is the, it's the sore mag writers cafe. That's, that's re-emerging.
1: I, yeah. I'm doing that. The, the podcast on the sore mag podcast. And that's how I get to keep, get to talk to the authors still. Cause I, I love helping authors promote themselves. And so I believe in giving back and that's my way to give back. The magazine was the first way I learned how to give back. And then now I'm doing the, continuing the podcast i've been doing the podcast about nine years now
0: wow that's great that is great so so one of the things that i love to hear about is that lightning bolt moment in life when you experience something or meet someone see something read something and it just makes you want to say like "Ooh, that's what i want to do that's the kind of life i want to live that's the kind of person i want to be so what was it about writing in general that made you want to get into this wonderful world? Because one of the things, one of my favorite quotes ever is from Paul Schrader, the writer of Taxi Driver, who said the only reason why people get into the arts is because they have no choice.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Well, when I was nine, I read the Little House on the Prairie series. Oh, nice. and I loved Laura Ingalls. I just loved her. And she had a diary. And so for Christmas, I asked my mom to get me a diary because I wanted to write stuff down. I didn't seriously think about being a writer until I was 16 and I fell in love with Jackie Collins. And I was like, I want to write like she writes. I want to write stories. That's what I want to do. I want to be the black Jackie Collins. Nice. <laughs> I <had not> a <laughs> I had not a clue. I was used to steal my mom's Jackie Collins books at 16 and read them before she read them. Yeah. And I just, it was amazing. And then one of my, my godmothers started giving me Harlequin books. She probably didn't even realize it, that she started my love for romance novels. And oh. she would give me, she would bring me a bag of books down there. I found out years later that she wasn't even reading the books. Her She used to uh, sit with this lady and the lady loved Harlequin books, and she would give her all these books. And she was like, I, ain't, I don't like romance, but I know you love to read, so I'm going to give them to you. And I told her, that <laughs> said, years later, I was like, you started my love for romance novels. Nice. And that's how I got to write. After Jackie Collins, I was like, I want to be a romance writer. Mm-hmm. And I just was passionate about it. And in, in, in 2000, while on maternity leave, I decided that I, I also wanted to be a magazine owner. And when oh. I did research on being a magazine owner, I realized I didn't have the money for
0: it. <laughs> so not, so not just like, I want to write for a magazine. It's just like, I want to write for my own magazine.
1: I wanted my own magazine. So I wanted you wanted to
0: do-, to do like all of it. You wanted to do all the different columns, all the different I, Yeah, I wanted all
1: of it. I wanted to do everything. I want nobody to tell me what I couldn't do. And I mm. wanted the own magazine. And I, I went to this conference where this lady had a, she did a, a, a live conference and I met another lady who did had her own magazine and I sent her a message and I said, I said, I want to do an online magazine. What do I have to do? How much does it cost? What? A, she's this lady was fantastic because she gave me a step-by-step plan on what to do oh, wow. and gave it to me. And I said, okay, I, I knew I had to have a, what she got to have a website. I didn't know anything about website. I, again, I didn't have any money, but yeah. at that time, I don't even think we had Google, but we had something where you could do searching. <laughs> yeah. So I searched some stuff up. Like maybe Google had just started. And yeah, like Internet
0: Explorer, stuff. I think. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, yep. And there's and I searched how to do HTML so I could learn how to do my me- uh, a website. And so I took a mm-hmm. they had somebody had a, like a website free course, so I took the class and I did the website, and I'd be up to three or four in the morning to trying to get this website together. Wow. And I got it together and, and I put it out there and at that time all we had was counters. We didn't have email and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a counter and I, and I was in some other forums and I put out there, I'm like, I got a magazine for multicultural writers and readers and I would love for you guys to stop by. And every, all day long I was checking the counter to see if anybody stopped by <laughs> <laughs> and it would say one it said one and I thought it was me. I'm like, that's probably me. And then I came back after lunch and somebody it was like twenty people had came by and I was like, Oh wow. my God, you, know? Okay. <laughs> you know. And so it got out there. And my first year online, we won the one hundred and one websites for writers from Writers Digest. And that nice. just blew me away. Wow, because I had not a clue what I was doing. I was just doing something for fun. Yeah. And somebody nominate nominated us. And a friend of mine said, have you have you seen the Writer's Digest magazine? And I'm like, no, I haven't got this issue. And she's like, you need to go to the store and buy the issue. And I'm like, why? She's like a sore mag is in there. I'm like, no way. And so for lunch, I went and found a, well, I think that was Barnes and Nobles at that time and bought a, a writer's digest and I about passed out when I saw her, We were in there. I don't even know what number we were, when we were in there. <laughs> but you
0: made the list and that's all that matters. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so that was just fantastic. I was like, oh my God. And that's when I was like, okay, that's when you say, oh, I have arrived. <laughs>
0: nice. I love but it. It.
1: Was, it was so much fun doing the magazine when it first came out and I wasn't making a dime off of it. It was just a passion, doing something for fun. I didn't get into selling promotion until like five years in. Somebody sent me a message and go, "How much can I pay you to be in to be on your blog?" And I was like, "What?"
0: Mm. <laughs> well, then, how okay. i got
1: to a book promoter versus yeah. just a magazine owner. So, yep. And at 23 years later, who would know? Who would think wow. that I'd still be doing? what I do and having fun at it and introducing readers to writers That's been my dream is to introduce readers to writers and I I got to do it.
0: And, and the, what's great is that in your, when you're on the St. Louis writers guild group, I'm not, I'm not even sure if it's a, is it a page or a Facebook group? It's a group. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you, so you're always making sure to introduce to introduce other writers because like we're we're a strange group, like <laughs> writers. We're, we're we're a messed up group. We are people that that are we are as as it's been said. We are ego egomani- maniacs with low self esteem. and yeah. so We are we are the ones who believe that that our work is destined to be on the bookshelves next to the great writers of any and all generation. And when it doesn't happen, they immediately say, Oh, I knew I was no good. So (laughs) it's, I've it's, we can get ourselves to the highest of highs and immediately down to the lowest of lows. We are a messed up group. And that. so you need to have, you need to have people like you out there to basically just say, Hey, you're not alone in all of this
1: because writing is a
0: solitary job. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just you and either your keyboard or your, God help you, your pad and pen. <laughs> just
1: <laughs> yeah, I started with pad and pen, so I understand.
0: I I, I filled I filled many steno notebooks with yeah. with my stories, and yeah. and those stories have grown up because Excelsior was part of that batch of steno notebooks, yeah, and now he's it. and now he's part of a three book deal with with a with a publisher, so. Hooray! That's I, I'd give. I'd call that a success story, and as long as I can get part three written, then it will be a success story. So.
1: Yeah, that's the hard part. I have always wanted, like I said, I wanted to be a published author since I was sixteen. Yeah, and and and, and I'm, I am the person who that writer who I didn't have the ego, so I was. I did a lot because I worked with a lot of wonderful authors. I let fear creep into my system. And so Mm. I was scared to put stuff out there. I was writing. I've been writing for years. But I was scared to put it out there, and so when my mom died, it made me realize that I was I wasn't doing what I what I said I wanted to do, and mm. and uh, and then she didn't get to see it because she she was my number one fan, and she was always saying you got to submit, Lashonda, you are not gonna get it out there unless you put let people see it, and she had seen it. I was the only person I would let see it, but nobody else had saw, it. And, and so I realized that what was I being scared of? But I I still wouldn't do it, and, and in 2015. Um, I published a book about book promotion because whenever I did workshops that's was the first question people said well where's your where's your book why don't you have a book about promotion mm-hmm. and my my business coach at the time she was like i'm i'm challenging you to to finish this book and then publish it and I was like yeah Ooh. right and she made me put set down goals set down dates because I never had dates and I was yeah. like Hey, and so I've set the dates down and that's how I finished the book. Cause she was like, Hey, and between her, my business coach and my, and one of my good friends at work, they pushed me. Cause my friend at work, she would come in and go, good morning. How's the mm-hmm. book? Tell me what chapter are you on? And I'm mean, like, I didn't want to like disappoint her and go, I'm not writing nothing. <laughs> 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 so I, I pushed myself like, to tell her, oh, my chapter so and so. I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm doing that until I got to the end. I got to the end. I was like, oh, my God, I got to the end. Yep. You know? And so I decided I was going to publish it myself. I found an editor that was magnificent. She really took my hand and pulled me through. And then I, found, then I got a proofreader that was just amazing. And then yeah. I published it. And it was it, it. went well. It did well. I, I, it opened up so many avenues, but it still scared the crap out of me that mm-hmm. I would not release the, the the release any of my fiction stuff because I was like, this is some scary stuff, and mm-hmm. it's hard. And the other thing, it's hard as heck. To yeah. sell a book, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I knew it was hard from being on the other side, but being the author is worse. And my clients yes. used to tell me that, you don't understand, Michelle. And I'm like, no, it's not that bad. You just got to tell people about your book. It don't matter.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not how it works. <laughs> no,
1: it does That's... not matter. It does not matter. Even if I write a book about promotion, I write mm-hmm. a book about promotion and who it's for it. Those people who don't, who have a hard time promoting their book. And yeah. what happened? They would buy the book and then they would call me and say they were still having problems. And I said, Did you open the book? Well, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> oh. Did they, did they oh, what,
0: what were they thinking? Were they thinking that just like just press their hand down on the cover and it'll just start downloading like that's... freaking Neo? Like just...
1: <laughs> I think that they thought it was going to, they got it, that they were going to be. Publish, be able to promote it. But I was I used to tell people, this is not an audio book. You really have to flip it open and read it. You gotta (laughs) do stuff inside of it. You gotta do things. And I realized as an author, when I became an author, is that you have so much on your plate. You don't have time to read, Lashonda. And that's what my clients were telling me. I don't have time to read it. But what I found with promotion is that you have to make time. And so if you want to learn promotion, you have to make time for promotion. So I would tell them, take one hour, just give yourself one hour, even just for a week, one hour, read one chapter that you're having a hard time with. If it's newsletters, you want to learn newsletters, get the newsletter chapter, read it, and then work on getting your newsletter out there. Because, and I have to tell myself this too, I have that now that I'm writing, you, you have to make time for promotion. And a lot of people miss that because they're like, "I got all these books." I'm I, but you aren't having time. When I when Arthur tells me they don't have time to read, I know they have a hard time with promotion Mm -hmm. because I I do. I do a lot of interviews, and that's one of the questions I'll say, "What is the last book you read?" And most of the people that I interview will always say they don't have time to read. And I go, oh, man. And they go, what? And I say to myself, and then you don't have time to promote. Because you're, mm-hmm. if you're not making time for reading, you're definitely not making time to promote. You're just writing. You're just writing. You're trying to put all these books out there. I've meet, I meet people who are putting a book out once a month. And I'm like, you have no life.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Stephen King actually said that. Stephen King said it in, in, on writing he said mm-hmm. that if you do not have time to read then you do not have the time or the resources to write so yeah.
1: it's hard as you're, it's you're hard. right along right along
0: those lines with him because you you I I am I know I'm guilty. I know mm-hmm. I'm guilty of getting like a lot of books and everything that are about marketing and not cracking them open. But the last thing that I would do is complain to that author <laughs> that that I didn't do that I that that the program's not working. Mm-hmm. Like my, I, I'm absolutely shell shocked that someone would say it's not working. Well, did you read it? No. Yeah. It's like this pill isn't working. Did you take it yet? No. It's yeah. still in the bottle. Like, well, crack yeah. open the seal and take the damn
1: pill. <laughs> yeah. That, well, I think they wanted to support me, and I and I understand that because I hear that from my clients all the time. They support me, but they're mm-hmm. not reading the book they're not right. telling, they're not writing a review and i go you have to find your reader not your supporter there's a difference
0: mm. I, I have
1: my readers there and they're my supporters they just yeah. want to read the book <laughs> yeah and i and and i feel sad for them because i'm like the help is in the book you just have to read it you gotta make time to read it. So, um, uh, some of my my sisters are always telling me, "You well, and you need to put it in audio form. Put it in audio." And I'm like, "Well, send me the money so I can put it in audio."
0: <laughs> right. I've, I've had I've had quite a few people that have said, "You're like, oh, I'll wait till the audio book. I record the audio book. They still haven't read listened to it." So,
1: <laughs> I actually listened to the audio. That's how I read your story. I love and it. I and I am the so grateful to you fabulous. for doing that.
0: And i and I'm fabulous. so grateful. Yeah. yeah.
1: Listen to the audio people if you can. It's fabulous. I, oh, I love you. this. That's how I read is I listen yeah. to audios. I don't have time to sit down and and read a book and enjoy a book because I'm doing all kinds of stuff. And I feel like when I'm sitting down, I need to be doing something else. So reading is not that. So but with audio, I can drive. I can wash dishes. Mm-hmm. I can come dinner, and I listen to audio. So that's how I take. That's how I get my reading in. Some people yeah. don't think that's reading, but that for me, that is my way. I love being read to; it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> I, I
0: have I have listened to some terrific books mm-hmm. as of late because I'm I'm a sucker for like all behind the scenes stories of uh, mm-hmm. different movies and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I love that too. So like one of the one of the best that I've read that I've listened to. Hey, I'll still say I read is the the book all about the making of Caddyshack. Wow. Fabulous. Fabulous book. So much fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. I'm right now listening to Secrets of the Forest by Ed Gross and Mark Altman, all about the Star Wars saga. And so it's all like the, it's all, it's an unauthorized look through basically like a verbal history of the Star Wars saga all the way through. I'm I'm listening to the part on Rise of Skywalker right now and it's, it's all just fascinating stuff. Like I'm such a sucker for that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, like you mentioned, your readers and your supporters, how do you basically say, is it just like supporters are the people that will buy the book, but they'll just put it up on the shelf.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a supporter. They're there for all your events that you have. My mm-hmm. family showed up, showed out when I did my book, my first book signing. All of them came. They all got a copy of the book. I know. I knew none of them was going to read it. But when I go to their house, they come and show me on their bookshelf. This is where your book is. Right. <laughs>
0: and, and, I mean, then you, and then you take it, then you take I, it, it off the shelf and you're like, because <laughs> <laughs> the spine still has yet to be cracked. The
1: spine <laughs> has never been cracked. <laughs> 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 but there, I have like three cousins that are in business. And so I tell them, I said, the, the stuff that you need on marketing is in that book. Just open up the book. It's one of my cousins called me and go, "Ooh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know." so it, it, you, those those people, you love them and they're going to always help buy books for you. I have my best friend that I was in the Navy. She I tell her I'm going to send her you a book. And she's like, nope, send me to the site to the place to pay for it. And I'm going to support the book. And she does. She's got all everything that I've written. She mm-hmm. has a copy of it and I appreciate her. She's not going to read it, but she, I appreciate it. So that's how that's her thing. But now the readers, the, the readers are the ones who call, who will send you that email and go, hey, mm-hmm. I read this book. I, I my first fan letter. I got from a lady, a young lady who had just wrote her, wrote her book. At that time, I didn't. I thought her book had been out for a year, but it she had her book had probably been out two months. Mm-hmm. And her favorite author, Brenda Jackson, who yep. is one of my favorite authors, told her about my book. And that right there just Whoa. surprised me. I'm like Brenda Jackson told somebody about my book.
0: Wow. <laughs> now, okay. now with that in mind, with that in mind, did did you reach out to her and say, "Can you give me like a little quote"? to put on the book cover.
1: And, and no, I didn't. That's a good idea, though. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you <laughs>
0: then, go. Second me. edition. I, there
1: you go. I just sent her a note and thank you yeah, for mm-hmm. sending her that my, my first fan letter. But mm-hmm. the young lady had got the book, read through the book, and she was like, I need some help. Can you give me some more help? And we started working together. She was one of my first mastermind clients, and we worked together for a long time. And she I'm so proud of her because she took one book and turned it into a seven book series. Oh, that's great. I, I, I th- no, I think it's a nine book series. Nine. She's still Working on number 10. Yeah, she got, she hasn't finished number 10, but she taught me so much about being a coach, being a, being a writer. I learned so much about being a writer, working with her and learning about, what worked with promotion and what didn't work with promotion because she was willing. She was like, you tell me what to do. I'm going to try it. And she would try it and we would go, Oh, that didn't work. Oh yeah, that worked. Mm -hmm. And she was fantastic. And that was a relationship that was built from an email letter that I got Mm -hmm. an email that I got from a reader who read the book. And so I, it's amazing, but I know as a reader that some of my relationships with authors before I started the magazine was because I wrote them an email or I actually wrote a letter to one of my favorite art, Rochelle Ehlers, and she wrote me back. And that started a relationship 20, we what, 25, 26 years friendship. And so I know that it's possible to have relationships with your readers and Mm -hmm. and that they last for years and years and years. I talk about, I'm a big, I'm a big fan girl of Beverly Jenkins and we were friends. And so Mm -hmm. That's what I want when I said I wanted to have a readership is I knew that I wanted to find readers who were like me, who wanted to have a relationship with the, re- with the writer, to have an intimate relationship. Some people don't want to have intimate relationship with their readers and that's fine, but you need to know that going in, what is it that you want from your readership? Because A lot of people are disappointed by their readership because they're expecting certain things and they readers don't do that. Or they're like, well, why are my readers reading my books? But they're not writing reviews. You Mm -hmm. might have a readership that doesn't write reviews. So don't be upset about it. And I always tell my clients, if you're selling books, reviews will come that Mm -hmm. you're so focused on that. You're selling books, nobody reviewing them. You get depressed. You get bogged down with that. You stop writing and then you lose your readers because they're gonna move on to the next person <laughs> the yeah. way they you know they didn't write reviews. And so I always tell my clients that your readers are your pot of gold. You treat them like royalty mm-hmm. and they will stay with you forever. But yeah. you treat them like that they owe you something, then they're gonna move on to the next author.
0: hmm Absolutely. And so with everything that you've been doing, what if what started the idea of getting into podcasting?
1: Oh wow! Well, many moons ago,
0: because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you started was, you started it pretty pretty early on. Yeah, in I started the,
1: before podcast was podcasting. Yeah. Uh, I want to say maybe the year two thousand five,
0: two thousand
1: six. Yeah, I did an online radio show back mm-hmm. then. It was an online radio show. It was a, a lady did a, a radio show that had uh, she had a radio network where it was all about books all the shows are about different books. Yeah. I can't even think of the name of it, but she did it for like three years. And I sent her an email. I'm an email writer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) at that time, I was like, you don't have any African-American shows. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why, why not? And so I said, I hear a couple of people that I might suggest that you get see if you could get on your shows that you have. And she goes, she sent me a message, said, why don't you do the show? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you you should do the show you got the magazine you already have the audience do the show and I was like oh, um, <laughs> no and, she, and that's how I came up with Shays Radio <laughs> Nice. and I did that for like three years and the lady her daughter was sick so she ended up having to close down this st- thing and I that's when podcasts really got started and I was like well maybe I should do podcasts check out Mm -hmm. podcasting yeah and i kind of learned a little bit about podcasts because people were like well you should go on radio talk what is it talk like talk radio yeah Yeah. and i was like i'm not ready for talk radio it was an investment you had to put because you paid for and i was like i'm just doing this for fun (laughs) yeah
0: It sounds like the way everything started, it's almost like Carl Grissom, like pointing to Jack Napier and Batman. It's like, (laughs) I'd like you to handle this operation personally.
1: (laughs) And most of the stuff that I do, and I tell my clients that all the time, is I find stuff that I like to do that's fun. If it's not fun, then I'm not going to do it because it becomes a chore and you don't want to do it. And then you're paying for it. Yeah. (laughs) it's like... Um uh, no, I don't want to do that. And I love doing the interviews. I love talking to. Here's my thing. One of the things that I love about podcasts is that you can invite people on there that you want to talk to. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: why, you... why do you think you're here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I <laughs> want to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk
0: to you on here for years. <laughs> we finally were able to make our schedules work. Right. Just on International podcasting month. Serendipity. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about.
1: And you can, and I wanted to, and I've always wanted to learn more about the writing craft, the business, and the marketing of writing. And so, why not talk to the writers who are doing it? And so, mm-hmm. I was like, I picked, slow picked who I wanted to talk to. And then after I had talked to everybody I wanted to talk to, then I started. Then I, the last three years, I've let people just sign up on their own, and they're like, where are you finding? And I have met some of the most amazing people that way because. When you pick who you pick, you're selecting who you pick, but when you let people just say, okay, she got a podcast, she has an open invitation, anybody can show up. These wonderful authors that probably would never get on somebody's show because nobody knows them mm-hmm. are able to get on the show. And so that's how the last couple of years I've been doing is just in, in, when I got on Clubhouse last year, the first year I got on Clubhouse, my, my, my my podcast was booked to December because I met so many authors on there. I was like, boom. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I don't even got to go out looking for people. I'm just like, it was just, I say, I got a podcast. I want to be on your podcast. I had to let some people not get on the podcast because my rule is you got to have a finished, completed, published book. Yep. Not one that's about to be published. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I had to make that clear that it had to be published because if you come on here and you're talking about this book and the people get excited, guess what? They want to go buy the book. They don't want to mm-hmm. wait. We talk about two years later, right? Right. <laughs> and so that was my my main rule. And that you come on, we're going to talk about. We're going to have a conversation. We're just for me. I call it the cafe because we're just sitting at a table and we're talking. And mm-hmm. people come off and they always say, Man, that didn't feel like an interview. And I said, It wasn't an interview, it was a conversation. And they go, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because most times people have never done a podcast, so they're nervous wreck. And so yep. you're getting them 50 million questions, they're losing their mind. And so yep. I might throw a question out there and then we would just float with the conversation. And then maybe I might throw another question and we float with the conversation. You know, and I wanted people to feel comfortable with it. So when they leave my podcast, if I'm the first person, the first podcast they ever been on, then they'll be ready for the next one because they, they know that they can relax and not be scared to death people where they didn't say anything they, they were they required the whole thing and then they they were like I didn't talk too much and I said well you didn't feel comfortable enough to talk that's okay okay and sometimes they'll ask me please don't post that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm really curious about now I'm really curious about how my November series is going to be because November because I have absolutely nothing going on yeah <laughs> You, you can just hear, you can just hear the sarcasm dripping like, off, off, off the tongue. But mm-hmm. in November, it's going to be really interesting because I'm doing a combination of National Novel Writing Month and National Podcast Post Month. So National Podcast Post Month is producing and posting a 10 minute plus episode of a show every day for 30 days.
1: That's and- what you gotta do.
0: That's what I'm going to do. Yep. And I've done it before because I've done, because my show from duck till dark outside the Marvel studios, that was a national podcast post month challenge project because I had 35 movies to work with. And so I just, I just dedicated it to all of November and the beginning of December and I got it done. And there was, there was such a fun show. So this time around I'm making this 30 day period for excelsior journeys it's going to drop right in the middle of this feed every single day in november and it's also going to be the time that i'm going to be working on book three of my trilogy so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be doing that plus documenting it with the national podcast post month challenge and i've reached out to other authors and saying sign up to be on to be on the show so you can have like a 10 minute interview with me and then like we'll just set up we'll set aside the times and everything to do it. So that way all the interviews are taken care of. And all I have to do is just like put them in, edit, send it out, put it in, edit, set it out. And, and that way I can, it may sound like a factory, but at the same time, like it's gonna, it's gonna work for the way I got my schedule for November. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear like what other Nanorimo authors are going to be saying about their book. because it's also going to be kind of almost like, almost like a training ground for them. Uh-huh. If they have not, if they haven't done an interview or anything, or if they're just getting into writing and they're taking the NaNoWriMo Na challenge. So it's just like, I want to hear from all of them. Like if they're writing their first book, if they're writing their 10th book, like Debbie Mamber for she's going to be on there because she is just like, talk about a NaNoWriMo success story. This girl is just pumping out one like one pause book after another every (laughs) year
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and it it blows my mind like the way that she's able to do this she's one of the best world builders i've ever known uh, when it it comes to when it comes to fiction like she is just constantly just building and building and building on this one world and it's so much it's it's fun to see the progress of it all so getting to talk about that is gonna be great i've
1: interviewed her before so she's a good interview too yeah
0: oh yeah Yes, That's
1: definitely. That'd be fun, and hopefully motivate them to finish their books and stuff. It's, I hope so. I love talking to debut authors, or it, because it's so hard to get into this to this business, and it takes a lot of courage to to do it. Even yeah. if you you're submitting, or you going to publish your own book? And when I meet people who do that, it's just amazing to me because. You're like me dealing with fear all the time. You, you gotta get over those humps to get to the, to the finished product. People who write a book a month just amazes me. I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta write an ep. I'm doing the of Villa platform and trying to get this. I've always wrote when I feel like writing. So I've never mm-hmm. had a schedule because I'm not publishing anything. I can write when I feel like it. Yeah. And when I got on the Kindle Vela platform, I realized that that did not work mm. <laughs> for publishing on Kindle Vela. I wanted to publish at least once a week. And I didn't realize that I, I for me, I need, I, need to, I need to write and then I need to think about it. Then I need to revise it. Then I need mm-hmm. to think about that. And then I need to revise it one more time and then send it to my editor.
0: You and then the <laughs> and, editor's going to have fun with it. And then the editor
1: has it and she sends it back and then I have to look over it again. And so I realized that, that that's your schedule. That's what you mm-hmm. need to finish one book. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I, 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 I am not a person who could put up an episode every day. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, but that was OK with me because you need to know you as an art writer need to know how much time it takes you to write a book. Because you yeah. can say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna put our book out in a month and be cuckoo for cocoa puffs," because <laughs> you're not gonna make that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're working with a publisher, you really need to know how to get. When I think about it now, I used to be, I've been been on the fence on submitting something because I'm like, with the am I can I wait two years before they put this book out because that's how long it probably might take for them to publish a book. Mm-hmm. But when you're working with a publisher, they they they're taking quality time to get, you going to go through the editing. Cause somebody said, you're going to go to like three or four editings before you get to the finished product. And so yeah. okay, you have to be prepared for that. So you go in there and say, Oh, I'll do it in six months. And then they'll be ready in six months. They want that book. And, you, and you're like, I have to <laughs> finished chapter one. right?" <laughs> and so I, I, I said, this is great for me because I know, you you really need a year if you're sending it to a publisher because you want it you want it great and so when you're you try to do it yourself you really need to know also what is it how long is gonna take you because now you're working on an editor schedule so a lot of mm-hmm. people I, I work with clients when they come to me and they have to put their books back because they're like well my editor's not ready she's she's booked and I'm like why aren't you on her schedule well, I was mm. waiting to the last minute and you can't it's, it's, it's just as you would with a publisher, you're working in this business, it's a business. And so people have, they have their schedules too. And yeah. you you can't wait to three days before I go, here you go, here you go. I need to get this done by Friday. And they're looking at you like, lady, really? It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, so I've learned so much about this, the business side of writing because I'm an indie publisher now. And mm-hmm. because with doing the, doing this Kindle because now I'm on your on deadlines you are your own deadlines are trying to get things done and so it's been yeah. interesting very much that's why I had to pull out of being in your network because I was like I don't know if I can do a weekly thing and then have it edited and get it ready up there and and be committed to it and I was like oh I don't want to disappoint George and and not have my step on tack and I was like let me pull let me just not even volunteer my services mm-hmm. because i right I, I for now for now we'll book. say like, there's yeah.
0: a there's a place that there's a, there's a place at the table for you always okay well, when, I,
1: when i figure this out yeah. then i'll be back yes <laughs> my my own podcast i was like my own i had to put my own podcast on hiatus because mm-hmm. i was like and my head was about to explode just because this is new to me i'm new yeah. writing i write but i feel like a newbie because i'm learning some more new things i'm learning how to how to put the book out there and finish it and Oh my God, George! The hardest part for me in doing this, and it still is, is letting it go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how come I'm not published with a book because I can't let I can't. It's never gonna be right. (laughs) Well, yeah, I
0: mean, like my my whole thing, my whole thing right now that I'm dealing with is I'm working on book three of this trilogy, Mm -hmm. and book two was finished in 2018, like finished, out Mm -hmm. there, published, and everything. Now it's gonna be with a whole new publisher. So it's got like a, like a fresh start, but at the same time, it's just like, they're not going to release book one until book three is done. Okay. And so now I'm just like, okay, so I got that. And I'm glad to have that because I want that. I, w- I want to finish trilogy just as much as they do. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, book two is so near and dear to my heart. Like, I mean, I love book one. I mm-hmm. honestly, like, I truly love book one. I I'm so thrilled with that one i'm so proud of it i'm so i i'm still like i still can't believe that it became an audio drama mm-hmm. not not even just like not just an audiobook but an audio drama so you have like a cast of actors and right and sound effects and musical score and by the time people hear this it's going to be out it's going to be on a new show that i started for this, for the for the art of audio dramas, so oh, I'm looking
1: um, forward to listening to it because I wasn't able to listen when you guys were doing taping it. So yeah, I'm really excited about listening to it and seeing how it. And works. it's
0: been like it's been edited together into one show, so that way you're not hearing part one one week and then part two another week. You're hearing all like the whole show in one shot, and I am still just amazed that that that's able to come out. But in terms of the story part two to me is better and okay. that's and that's what it is for a lot of things
1: a lot more you learned a yeah. lot more what you want in a story so yeah imagine.
0: and you get to put your characters through so much hell because mm-hmm. it's all about getting them into that deepest hole that you can imagine that's
1: the hardest part for me george is that part right there what you just said my 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 uh editor always telling me you're trying to be too nice you can't be nice and i'm mm-hmm. like Oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jeanette Kahn said it from uh, former chair of DC Comics. She mm-hmm. said, "We're in the the business that we're in is to torture our readers, and we torture <laughs> our readers by torturing our characters." And you so,
1: uh, torture your reader. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: you torture it. your readers by torturing your characters, and like I'm, I get that. I'll, I'll go with that. I'm fine with. Why I need not? to
1: learn that because that's the that's my hardest part in romances is writing a story and destroying she's like you got you got you have to bring the drama and she says mm-hmm. that to me all the time and I'm like oh, I'm looking at this I'm a k-drama person I love k-drama just before I got on here I was watching one and everything that could go wrong went wrong they got a bomb that can't de- it's gonna detonate <laughs> it you can't turn it off and it's about to explode and dissonant and then you and then it goes off and I'm like okay I'm tortured I'm listening to you say the torch and I'm like that's what that's what I need to do I need to torture Mm -hmm. my rear. yeah yeah
0: (laughs) and that's and that's gonna be a blast like for part two for because I've been given the green light to turn Mm. part two into an audio drama and so I get to adapt that one and again not like I have anything better to do
1: you (laughs) got a full plate there George full plate
0: (laughs) yeah it's I have several plates here (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a there's a great there's a great scene in, in the movie Diner where where both the, who was it it was oh it was Steve Guttenberg and Paul Reiser just like watching this one guy eat Earl and his goal he's got like all these different things that are that are on that are at his table all these different plates and his goal is to like once you add in the the fried chicken dinner and everything he would have tackled the whole left side of the menu. That was his whole thing. So that's what I'm working on right now. I have the whole left side of the menu going on in front of me of all these different projects. So Earl is my spirit animal, apparently, because he finished that chicken dinner, damn it. And he got in his car and he drove home. So <laughs> He
1: probably couldn't move, but he was able to do. Right. <laughs> i tell you, because that's how my plate was. I had about three or four plates. And I was like, something's got to go. Something's got to stop because I'm trying to do all this stuff. And write and be mama. And then I became a grandparent. And so I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah it's, <laughs> it's not
0: like, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm also a husband, a father, yes. other, a, someone who has a full-time job and everything yeah. that, and working in insurance. So it's just like, you gotta be like locked in for, for eight hours a day there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's,
1: Quite, it's, it's exciting yeah. to live it in it is it is exciting I've been yeah, dreaming this first I was nine years old and mm-hmm. so it's like oh my god i I got this is, this is happening this is really happening and then when you hear from a reader you really get excited like yeah somebody's enjoying what I'm mm-hmm. doing yeah <laughs> so,
0: absolutely absolutely fabulous. so what so so other than the fact that the people actually have to crack open your books in order to read them and learn <laughs> from them <laughs> What other, what other thing can you say as the first thing that they, that uh, people who are stuck creatively, they have, they, they got something out there and everything. They feel like they have something that they can work with and they just need to get it out there, but they're afraid to do it. What is that first step that you feel that they need to do?
1: Hmm. What I tell myself sometimes is I make myself write it down. What are your fears? Write your Hmm. fears down. And then one of the big things that my my business coach slash life coach taught me was to put to write your fears down and then make a circle and put you in put me in the circle. Then look each, look at each one of those fears.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: outside your circle where you have no control over it, or is it something that you can control? Mm-hmm. And most of our fears are stuff that are outside the circle. We can't control it. We can't mm-hmm. control if somebody's going to buy our book. We can't control if somebody's going to read our book. We can't control if somebody's going to review our book. Mm-hmm. And as I tell myself, because I'm that person, <laughs> 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 let's kick fear off the couch, mm-hmm. get on down the street, and yep. let's, do this. let's do this. Believe. I it love in it. it. Believing yourself, believe that somebody, if it's just one person, that one person read your book, they loved it. Mm-hmm. But what I tell myself all the time is LaShonda and my mother, my mother's whispering in my ear. They can't read it unless you submit it, unless you put it out there, unless you let it go. And so how can you let go? What mm-hmm. is it? What can you do to let go? So for me, I found the Kendavella platform and it was fantastic for me letting go a little bit at a time. So oh, I do an great. episode that fabulous. I'm working on I, I I'm going to I got on the Kindle platform in, in 2021 mm-hmm. with my, with a, uh, a book about promotion, building your readership. My mentor told me to come on the platform. It was new. They're looking for content. You should come on there. And I'm like, no, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I ain't talked myself out of it. And she mm-hmm. said, well, I think you should do another book on built on promotion because promotion has changed so much since 2015. And yeah. I was like, okay. She said, all you gotta do is two, ten episodes, and you can, and then you're done. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I got it, and I started doing. I did my ten episodes, and I was done. And I was like, well, I still got more to talk about.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> and i ended up doing four seasons, and I mm-hmm. took. I'm taking a break to work on uh, the 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 romance, but yeah, I still got stuff to talk about. So I'll probably do five, six, seven, eight. So right now, what I'm doing for Labor Day weekend is learning how to format my book so I can turn it into a print book. There you go. And that would have never happened if I hadn't listened to her and, and stepped out of that. So my second tip is to get an accountability partner, mm-hmm. somebody who is going to say, what, well, you can do this. Let's let's help. Let's create a plan to get it out there. Absolutely. Um, because When you try to do it by yourself, you'll sit on the couch and watch K-dramas. How I know because that's me. <laughs> but when you have accountability partner or partners, it helps. It motivates you. It gets you out there. And when I did the Kendovela, I started a, a chat, a Facebook chat group. And me, my my person, my my editor, is she does books too. She does the Kendovela. And so she's in the group. And I got like, as right now, I think it's like nine of us is in there. But we all write on the Kendovela. And we just motivate each other. Sometimes, so some, we have. My mentor is in it, and she she hit the, the top two hundred and fifty uh, of the Kindavellas. Um, she has hit it every ever since she's been on the platform. And so we, in our head, we're newbies. We're never going to hit it. And yeah. all nine of us have been on the on the 200, top two hundred and fifty a couple mm-hmm. of times, not one time, a couple of times, including yeah. myself. I never ever in my life thought. That my building your readership book would get the top 12 two fifty and it hit it. It's hit it twice. Nice. And, and my love is space. My science fiction book. Mm-hmm. It hit. It. It's hit. It's been on there twice. So and so, but it wouldn't have done that if I hadn't got on the platform. I yeah. wouldn't have done that. So that's what I would say. Believe in yourself. Look at those fears and see if you have any control over. You gotta have any control over. That means you can move past them. Get your accountability person and let and help y'all get get you a plan and get them out there and push the book on out push it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the third thing. Let it go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is so hard. I know. I know. Cause that's me. That's me. I have seven books in the closet and people keep saying when they coming out. And I keep talking to myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 it's scary. It's really- yeah. It's scary to put your baby out there and somebody says it's ugly. And you're like, uh. But mm-hmm. I realized that one of the things that I'm learning now is that it, it, it can't go down. My, can't, I only got one book that can go down in history. That could be my legacy if something happened to me. But mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want people to read my stories. I want people to enjoy them. I started in a, I write romance, but the book that I'm writing on the Kindle is a science fiction romance. And I knew nothing about science fiction romance. I love science fiction. I love science fiction movies. I've watched uh, tons of them, but I never read the, the genre. And when mm-hmm. I when I started the book, somebody told me this is not a regular romance. This is a science fiction. you said set in the year thirty five hundred. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. And I had to go find who are the top people. What's going on with science fiction? What can I do inside? And what I love about science fiction is that it's free. It's there mm-hmm. no rules yeah yeah <laughs> in romance there are rules you got to do certain things and different stuff and science fiction you can just do whatever you want to have a blue man as a as boyfriend that's you can have a blue man
0: <laughs> there you go there you go i love it
1: and i love it and it's just been it's been so freeing for me and i think that helped me a lot with let letting go and so i'm on season three that's what i'm working on now season three i actually have two completed books i can't believe that and mm-hmm. I have season three. And I'm like you, I decided that I'm going to wait till I have four books completed before I release them. <clears throat> and it's a way so, to do it. have a series yeah. that way, because people do not support series if you just have one book. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm learning from, from my people I talk to who are doing this <laughs> that to have the series completed, then release it. As yeah. an indie author, as you if you're with a big publisher, it's a different thing. They they'll work with you. But right. as an indie author, most readers won't lie, and I don't know you. You knew I'm gonna need you to have all of them. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <laughs> so that's what I'm working on now, is finishing these four four books up and then, then I will be publishing them. So I'm looking at 2020, 14, probably the end of 2020, 14, I'll be releasing them hopefully for October. That's my goal, is to get them done in October and put them out there and maybe a sooner because I really want to go to Dragon Con. <laughs> there
0: you go. I would love to go there too. Like I'm also like a little freaked out about the COVID kind of creeping back in, into play, mm-hmm. but, but, it, but, but I would love the opportunity to go to that. Like I want to go to that. I want to go to VO Atlanta for voiceovers. I want to oh. go to the podcast Con- connection. There's mm-hmm. so m- many different things that, that's what happens when you have all these different plates you know in front of you. Yeah, you just wanna like, yeah. and you wanna make sure that they're all being properly serviced. And so how can how can my listeners find you on social media? Because I know you're there. Is it- <laughs> yes.
1: I'm always on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, this new thing called threads. Yeah my favorite my favorite social media place you can find me is Clubhouse. I'm there once once every Wednesday at what is it, 10 eastern time i do a marketing room with another young lady renata brown mm-hmm. we do a marketing room and then where else i'm at on instagram twitter tiktok i do tiktok linkedin everything is under lashonda hoffman so you can find me yeah um, those platforms i have my own blog on lashonda com. i do that what else i'm doing that's about it, that's my idea, I think. That's all. And the podcast, Swordman po- Sword Writers Cafe podcast. So we're mm-hmm. on a hiatus, too. Next week will be a, the night season starts on Wednesday. But you can definitely listen to it on Spreaker. I'm on all the platforms that it's on. I, mm-hmm. I got on Apple and lost my mind. I got so it's on Apple. It is on Amazon. I, there you go me yep. out of, okay all right but i love on- it i love, i yeah,
0: yeah. I, I i'm i'm still like amazed at how many different platforms that this show yeah, is on as well so it,
1: it gets so interesting the different things that put they pop up once once you get in there but it's yeah. a, it's a cool thing to do and i have a, a i have a grief podcast called dealing with grief so if you're dealing mm. with grief it's a 10 episode uh podcast that i did in 2021. I, when my mom died, I, I did a, mm. a blog series about uh, dealing with grief and I took that blog series and turned it into a podcast and oh, wow. it has really helped a lot of people. And I didn't think it was going to, I didn't plan on being a long a term thing, but every time I go over there, I'm just amazed how many people are still listening to it. So it's, it's just there to help people who are dealing with grief in the ways the things that you go through with grief. Yeah. That nobody wants to talk about, but we all hit it. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we all, well, we all have grief and we all have fear. And mm-hmm. just like what, what LaShonda said, kick fear to the couch
1: and yeah, off uh, get the
0: couch. Off the, <laughs> kick fear off the couch, get up and, and get your workout. And because you're never going to know what you have, unless it's out there in, in the world, it could be something that could wind up Turning the right person's life around. Who knows? But it, but it doesn't, but nothing happens unless you get up and get that work out there. LaShonda has dedicated so much time to making sure that everyone has the proper tools when it comes to getting your work out there, when it comes to making your work a success. All these different steps that you have to do to make that happen. And the first step is cracking open the book that she gives you, (laughs) so that way you can actually start taking those tips in. So do it, get her listen to listen to the podcast read read the books that she that she has available and be there for your own work because your work needs this your work needs you and so for Lashonda Hoffman this is George Saroy saying to all of you ever upward and I will see you next week While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.